Welcome, welcome everyone to this next episode of Avopod, bridging the gap between baby boomers and Gen Z. We want to greet our very special guest, another 50-something-year-old man, because I know I'm 50-something. And I'm 50-something. That's Derek Rogers, y'all. And my other partner over here is Mike Hubbard. And I'm 50-something, too. And I think between the three of us... We know a little bit of something. Just a little. And, and our educational value and comprehension has gone up significantly. In the last two, three months. In the, in the last <laughs> in two, the three last minutes. Two hours. Here right, you go, right. since Derek joined us. Oh, no, oh, no. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank we love you. it. Uh, love being here and hanging out with you guys. Yeah, man. I just like hearing that voice. Uh, smooth. Smooth like the quiet storm. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a special Father's Day episode of 50 Cents. 50 cents, y'all. 50 cents. Our dollars make sense. And we got a little sense. And we got a little sense. We think we got a little sense. We got a little sense. And hopefully some of that sense will rub off. Somebody said we we were astute. A couple of people said we were astute. Yeah, yeah. Astute. I don't know. Well, that's a lot for me to live up to. I hope I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, we're down. (laughs) Hopefully, we're more of the astute part and less of the. A gotcha. That gotcha. part. S right. Part. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, thank you for joining us, D. Hey, man. Like I said, anytime. 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 Okay. This will become a fixture. I like this setup here. I do too. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm in the middle. I feel balanced. Yeah. Everything is right in the world now. We feel it's balanced. Perfect. Because I'm a little heavier than you. So me being on the other side was a little kind of, kind of taking us off axis a little bit. Yeah, it was like on those Batman shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like leaning. Yeah, wow. but there's always one thing we want to say to everyone before we get going. And what's that, Mike? Stop high-siding. Stop it. Stop it. That's right. <laughs> that praise is trademarked by Avopod. Don't steal it. Don't steal it. T-shirts, merch. Somebody out there right now putting together T-shirts. Coming soon. Stop high-siding. Mm-hmm. Stop high-siding, y'all. Stop it. Now, Are you dads out there? Don't high side. Don't high side dads. No. <laughs> but this is for you. This is for you guys. Special Father's Day episode. And actually the first official federally mandated Juneteenth holiday. Man. What do you think about that, D? Long overdue. Long, Long overdue. overdue. That is just awesome. Awesome. You know, I, I, <laughs> I'm glad they did it. Right. But Father's Day was already like, what, the 20th holiday, right? Yeah. So now. It competes. With Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. We ain't going to never get our props, man. So that means we get. How we going to do that? We should get twice the props, though. Because now you got the barbecue on yeah. Father's Day. That is true. Come on now. So then you don't barbecue on Juneteenth. Do what? We don't barbecue on Juneteenth. We, we used to. But as far as they don't, we supposed to be able to chill and not do nothing. Supposed to, <laughs> supposed to. <laughs> I know. I, don't know. I, I know. I found out the other day that uh, my daughter planned a, a dinner somewhere. She told me, "Really, we, we got reservations." All right. And she probably had no problem making it. She probably have no problem making it. Restaurants wide open. Uh, exactly. Walk ups welcome. On Friday, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> take out. Father's Day take out. Wow. Right. On. We don't get no love, man. I'm just wondering uh, if at the end of the day, I will be ultimately paying for it. <laughs> now, come on now. You already know. <laughs> My daughters are very generous when I'm paying for it. They right. can be a little frugal, too. Right. Yeah, they can be a little Cause frugal. Because they have too. their goals that they're, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. In mind. They do have to go. As long as they keep a little, little daddy nest egg somewhere so when they have to take care of me. Right. Yeah. Right. But no, I, I, it's great we got Juneteenth. That's, that's great. But I just thought about it. Dude, that's Father's Day weekend. It's Father's Day weekend, and um, uh, I'm going to say something that may be a little unpopular. Okay. 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 You guys promise to keep your hands to yourself. These are his opinions, everybody. These, not are, these are my opinions. Crazy, <laughs> craziness in my head. Yeah. Um, how much of this Juneteenth celebration or this federal mandate for it being a holiday is a smokescreen? To take us off of all the things that are going on under their cover. Because, you know, honestly, okay, Juneteenth is great, but I still want cops to stop killing brothers. Right. I right. still want to have fair housing, right. fair education, right. you know, fair representation and pay. Right. Um, and, but, and the thing is, we've been celebrating Juneteenth. Exactly. Right. I mean, having a national holiday, that's cool. I'm not knocking it. But on my list of priorities, I don't think that's at the top. That's not even top five for me. No. I'm sorry. It's good that it raises awareness of more people, obviously. Um, But to your point, there's still a lot more work that needs to be done uh, without question because a holiday doesn't stop the police from Killing exactly folk, black folks specifically. Um, it doesn't correct, um, you know, loaning money to the black community or not loaning money or to not the loaning black community. Right. So yeah. there are a number of things that still need to be done. So yeah. to to a point, it you, I, I certainly understand and agree with you that it could be a smokescreen. But I think we are astute enough <laughs> now in this day and age that. Yeah, that's nice, but we need more. We we need, still we're need still more. on. We're still on the journey. Right. Still, I, I just I'm so concerned, especially over the last, because of the last four years of that guy that was in the White House, um, that there was so much stuff being done to take our attention off of all of the legislation that was being passed um, behind the scenes because the average person is not paying attention to that. All of the voter suppression legislation that's being passed, um, and then I guess on its surface level, you've got um, you've got a, a governor of Texas, right, <laughs> who's saying we can't talk about slavery in school anymore. <laughs> but then we just pass a federal holiday for Juneteenth. So what's going to happen to the teachers when the kid says, "What's Juneteenth, Miss Johnson?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Is it going to be like? Like a button where she gets dropped down a, a like a manhole or something the minute she brings right. up something. Right. Well, Juneteenth's uh, son is when slip right? right. Yeah. It makes no sense. It doesn't. And I think and the thing for me is that it just it's just like the hypocrisy and the lunacy is just so far out front now, people don't even care. No. They don't no. even care that that they're they're doing things that are just so idiotic. Right. I know I'm being strong. No, I'm, I'm being strong. But you know, I, I think have too much coffee. It, two things. First, a lot of what's happening, I think we need to really understand it started before the last guy was in the White House. It did. Right. It did. But he popped we, the can off of that bad boy. He did. 
But our lack of attention has been going on for a long time. This is true. This is true. Number two, it's kind of weird. They're going to pass a national holiday for Juneteenth that's going to increase police presence in every black neighborhood. Because <laughs> they're going to be partying. Because of all the celebrations. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? So these incidents are going to now go up even more. I've never thought about it that way. Come on, Yeah, man. I've not thought about that. This is, this is, see, you're just adding to my conspiracy theories. <laughs> Come on, man. Right? This and was intentional to put more blacks in jail. Put more police Because we the know they're going to be outside. Stop high side. You know? <laughs> they're going to be out there partying, throwing back, throwing right. back the malt liquor. Right. That was the accurate use of that. That was. It was? That, that was, was good. perfect. That was perfect. I actually perfect. That you're was, getting it, man. You're I'm getting, getting it. You're getting it. Stop high side. <laughs> <laughs> then number number three, with the critical race Wait, theory. Did you pass number two? Two was the Juneteenth holiday, increasing police presence. And what was one? One was we, these. We've been sleeping. We've okay. been sleeping for I'm, a long time. Like, you know, I'm 50-something. You can't. I got to write it down. Right, right, I know. right. Don't worry about it, bro. One. <laughs> we got you. One. <laughs> but number three with regards to critical race theory, yeah, I I don't agree with what they're trying to do with it. But at the same time, I think we're going to have to take it upon ourselves to educate our kids and people about the real history. Right. Because let's be honest, when have we ever been able to re rely on public education system to totally educate us. Right. If you're not supplementing what public education is doing with your kid, you're shortchanging. I learned a good deal on the New York City public education system. Did you? Yeah. They didn't teach you a high side, man. No, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't teach you a high side, man. No. But they did teach me how to become a good employee. Right. Mm. How to punch in. But did they teach you how to out. think? Critically. Right. Think critically. Well, I was already critical of them. Mm. Okay. <laughs> All right. But no, right. no, they did not teach me how to think. If anything, um, it uh, subverted my critical thinking and made me more robotic. Mm -hmm. So I remember, so Derek, you know me, you know, mm -hmm. I go off on storytelling tangents. <laughs> so I remember when my English teacher in ninth grade called me a mulatto. Mm. Right, mm. and I'm sitting there daydreaming because I didn't pay attention. I'm like, I know English. Well, I got to take English class. I know how to speak. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and there was Miss Jameson, and uh, if she's not alive, God rest her soul. And if she is, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you out. So <laughs> she was like, like dashiki wearing Afro. You know, oh, sandals. Was a, this was a black teacher. This was a black teacher. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but 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 more so than the, the racial context of it, it was just what did the school system teach me, right? Things like that. I didn't even know. Right. Right. And I right. remember her te her teaching me what a mulatto meant. She called me mulatto, and I didn't know what it meant, and I cussed her out and got sent to the principal's office. Oh wow. I said, okay. "Your mother's a mulatto." <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm a product of the New York City City. See, I can't even speak it. See? The skitty the skitty York New uh public system. Yeah. School system. But even in private schools, both our kids went to private school. Yes. Derek was I went product to of a school. private school. You went to private school? I did. 
What school did you go to? We don't say that. Uh, First Baptist Academy. First Baptist Academy, okay. Yeah. They don't even thoroughly teach it in the private schools. They have reading lists. I'm sure you all. Yep. The summer yeah. reading list. Yeah, the catcher in the rye. Malcolm X, autobiography of Malcolm X is not on that list. Right. Which is one of the top literary right. offerings that every kid should read, right. I think, regardless of race. Right. That was not on their list. Why? Right. You know? And, you know, I was in a unique situation. Right. Because of how I grew up and who my parents are. Right. And the fact that we owned an African American bookstore, right? First That's in right. The Southwest. Right. That's right. Right. Um, so, so you're astute. <laughs> I told you our 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 level of astuteness just yeah. shot up when he sat down to take. We need to go public. Oh, so right now, <laughs> it oh, wasn't. Golly gosh! Right, right. It wasn't conscious, but anytime I had a book report, guess what? Right. It was a black author. It right. It was about a black person. Wow. Right? So. Like I said, I, don't, I can't even say it was conscious. It's, that's just how I grew up. Right. And I could literally just go get anything off the shelf. I wasn't going right. to have to go to the store and buy anything. I wasn't going to go to the library and check out anything. Right. I had it. Right. And again, because I was able to reflect my experience. Now, I don't know how much they appreciated that. Right. But right. it didn't matter. Right. <laughs> it didn't matter to me. This is what I was going to do. Right. Um, you know, <clears throat> you talk you know, all this talk of critical race theory and and you know, the, the way they're changing the voting laws and all of this. And, you know, you kind of sit back and think, it's like, specifically with the voting laws, it's like, why all of a sudden is this a problem? Is it because you lost? Now it's a problem? Look at the example we're setting for our kids. Because in sports, you know, you know, I've always been a love basketball. That's my thing. My son played AAU. Um, my daughter did the... Club volleyball and all that kind of stuff. I was taught you lose, you got your butt whipped, you shook your shook their hand, you were a good loser, and you moved on. There was no accusing somebody of cheating. There was no all of these false accusations of cheating. Sometimes you just get beat. Get over it. What kind of example are we setting now? I saw something where a young lady didn't make the cheerleading team, and her parents protested. It's like, what? And, 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 you know, there's no slight to the young lady. It's just, you just didn't make it. Right. Get over it. But because what, what are we teaching our, our right. children? What are we teaching Gen Z, that next generation, that if you don't get it, there's got, there has to be a subversive reason as to why, and there is some conspiracy against you, and, you know. Right. No, you just didn't get it. It's right. someone else's fault. Right. Yeah, it's not your fault. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And so that that's that's the message that I'm very concerned that's being sent now. And adults dominate the conversation when a lot of our kids, especially all of our kids, the way they've been exposed to the racial diversity in their education. Right. Um, they're going to have a different perspective and they're and they're not. They're not as tied to tradition and just because this is the way things have always been as, as, as a lot of the parents are. Right. And there was another case, I forget what city it was in. The valedictorian and the salutatorian were that. both yeah. 
black. black. Yep. The yep. white parents went to the school and complained, oh, you miscalculated something. What? Right. So they made their kids co-valedictorians and salutatorians. Did they do any types of statistical, you know, investigation? I don't know. I, the explanation sure. was that the the way, excuse me, the calculation was for the, I'm going to say legitimate, right, um, valedictorian and salutatorian, it left out some little factor that it was like, really, come on. Yeah. Come on. And then the other part of what's happening, I think, and we've been saying it, our friend Kevin Walker's mm-hmm. been saying it for years, the changing demographics in America twenty forty <laughs> have folk scared. Right. So they're going to go to great lengths to create a system that will allow the minority to remain in control. Well, I mean, let's just call it what it is. Older white men are absolutely um, in fear of losing all that they have benefited from and established themselves as ruler over the financial systems, the economic systems, the retail systems. They're in, they're, they are definitely afraid of losing it all. And 2040 is the year that we hear everyone talk about where um, just from a number standpoint, those demographics are going to flip. Right, right. And I think evidence of that is in no better place than Georgia. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. And that's why there are so many people out there trying to create all of these, you know, voter suppression rules, right. making it more difficult. And I wonder sometimes if the tables would turn, would we, you know what I mean? Would we be fighting and scratching like this to maintain what we have? I know we'll never know that, but I just wonder. And, and it's it's an interesting concept to think of. I think we all we all want to work. We <laughs> all want to be uh, paid a fair wage. We all want a nice place to live. We all want a great education for our children. So we have all those things in common. If I am scared, or if I'm trying to hold on to this, my last bit of power, I know I must have done something. Mm. I, I need to enunciate better. My, my, you went my to Oak, private school. Yeah, I went surprised. to private school. I'm surprised but at I, you. <laughs> but, but my Oak Cliff is coming out. <laughs> See? So, Stop high side. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You know, but it, it, this, is, this is where, so I'm so desperate right. to hold on to my tight grip. Right, right. I know how I got my tight grip. Right? I know I did some dirt. Okay. To get this tight grip. All right. What I'm afraid of is that you're going to do the same thing to me wow. that I did to you. I don't have time for that. Right, right. I right. want I'm, you know, I want everybody to win. Right. Right. And everybody can win. If we just change the narrative, start having honest conversations with people. And you know what? You can agree to disagree. Right. Imagine that. 
Right. And still be civil and still be respectful. Right. 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 Value each other's opinion. Because that's how you become astute and intelligent by making sure you are aware of both sides of the conversation. Right. Right. Now, I, I might not agree with it, and that's okay. But you have but to have we, a, I'm sorry. Well, I'm saying we, we, we have lost this idea of just being civil. Oh, yeah. And just remember debate, you know, debate teams. It, it's, it's a debate, and you're going to have people on that are pro and people that are against, and that's okay. Right. That's, what, that's how you learn. That's how things become better. And that's what I think we've lost. It is win at all costs, do whatever you need to do to win. That, that's what's most important. Right. And I think this sore loser mentality, you can take it all the way back to the Civil War. Okay. The South, you lost. Right. Get your flags, get your statues, get up out here, you lost. Right. But no, this country decided... They keep the flag and build some statues. That's okay. That's where it started. Yep. We should have told them people, you lost, man. It's over. You can stay here and get with us or you can leave. But we're not having it. And that's where it started. So now they feel like unless it's the outcome they want, it's something wrong with it. Right. Which is crazy. So you can ask people right now. So the only outcome that would have satisfied you, that would have been fair, would have been if your guy won. If your guy won. Right. But anything outside of that, it was rigged, you cheated, you did all this. It's it's crazy. Well, and that is and it's <laughs> and it's so as we approach, as we observe Juneteenth, right, and we approach, you know, July fourth, that is so un American. Wow. <laughs> That type of, <laughs> I'm going to complain because I don't have my guy, that is un-American. Yes, it is. But it takes a certain level of maturity hmm. to be able to have those kind of conversations and, and to even possess that type of thinking. Yeah. There has to be a certain level of, of maturity. There has to be a certain level of, I'm not better than you. My life is not better. I'm not better because I'm of a different color. We're just different. It's just differences. We all have differences. You can't accept that. Right. Number one, you can't accept it because historically you've always been put in a position of authority um, economically, socially, financially, um, corporately. Mm-hmm. And so you just get up every day like, you know, the world is about you. Yeah. Right. Another part of that is something that I heard James Baldwin say one time. I watched an interview um, the other day online. It was supposedly an interview that had not been released. I so saw I that. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah. Um, well, he said, you know, the truth is white America walks around in a perpetual state of fear out of the, the unconscious guilt that they know exactly. is, is buried deep within. So they're always waiting for us to rebel. Right. Right. Yeah. They're always waiting for us. So, you know, so it's either I'm really, really nice to you or I'm trying to kill you. Right. There's no in between. Right. Um, <laughs> James Baldwin was very astute. Oh, man. He was very astute. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, brother was something else. He was, he was something else. And, and that brings me back to a, a, another point you made about, you know, you having black books to read when you were in school. 
I don't ever recall having black authors to read when I was in, in high school. Hmm. Now, I could be wrong, right? I could be wrong. Well, you would have had to go to the library, Ken. But just as part of the curriculum. <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> They may have had them in the library. What? What, what, build, what building was that? Right, right. <laughs> the building but they was... needed you on that football field. Yeah. Right. That you was more important. You don't need no books. That was more important in the library. <laughs> but to your point, and I went to a black school, we didn't have, either I wasn't paying attention <laughs> Oh, Which was I don't want to say we didn't have them. Right. I'm going to just say I didn't read them. I just don't remember having them as part of the curriculum. That's you know what? And I'm going to I'm going to try to research that just because right. I don't want to be unfactual right. and want to convey uh, convey incorrect messages. I think Roots was Roots mentioned. was probably the first wow. time that I really <laughs> it was really brought home to me. Uh, I think emotionally, mentally, that they were black authors. Well, I think there's. It has evolved over time. So yeah. when we were in high school, that's probably fair to say. But I think it has evolved um, over time. I think Maya Angelou may be on some reading lists now. Alice Walker now, yeah. on some reading lists. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, it, but it, it's been an, ed, an an evolution. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, but I, I you know certainly can't remember. Like I said, I kind of ignored the reading list. Right. Literally. Always and just said, "Hey, I'm gonna do this." Right, and I didn't get any protest. You know, and you know, I was the only black student in my class. And when Mm. I say class, my graduating class. Um, and your parents owned a black bookstore, and my family owned a black bookstore. So you were just can we? I was, and I I tell people I had kind of the. It was it was great, and how I grew up and where I grew up was all black. Right. When I was at school, I was the only in my class. My my boys at the at home let me know you're not all that. So don't yeah. ever think that you just because you go over here, you better than us. And the, and I that honestly did keep me grounded. That's good. So um, you're black. I had to I had to I'd say best of both worlds. I don't know if I describe it that like that, but the best part of that was certainly where I grew up. That's what I was. I, you kind of had the best of both worlds, I yeah. think. You know, uh, it wasn't just that he was only black. And if they they picked someone to go to that black school, they picked the son of a black bookshop. <laughs> well, I, see, right. I don't I don't know if they knew all of that. <laughs> Maybe they did. I don't know. You got but, uh, so it's like it's like you know our first black president, right? Right. It, it wasn't going to be Chris or you know what I'm saying? or it's Obama. <laughs> Right. We're gonna rock one of the best. We're gonna sound the, one of the blackest sounding names ever. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna go all the way in on that, wow. right? Cause I'm black, y'all, yeah. and I'm yeah. black, y'all. All right, and I'm black and the black, the black, black, y'all. There we go. There we go. <laughs> nice. Wow. Shout out to uh, Alan Payne. There we go. Oh yeah, he, he made he's in your movie. A heart that no, forgives. No, that was Carl Payne. Oh. My bad. We we took a, we took a little notch off your astuteness belt. Are they related? <laughs> That's okay. I don't think so. That's okay. I don't think we so. We can cut that. Out. We can cut that out. I'm gonna <laughs> leave that in. Neither oh, one of them would appreciate. Stop high side. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of them would appreciate that. It's all good. I'm sorry, guys. It's all good. That's what I did. I thought. I thought. I, I think we did talk to uh, Alan Payne okay. about the film, but he was uh, involved in another project at the time. Right. Okay. You know we're gonna find a reason to talk about my movie somehow. 
Now okay. streaming on Amazon Prime. Amazon right. Prime. There we go. A heart that forgives. There we go. YouTube. There we go. <laughs> to be. Was it uh, Pure Flix? Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. I got to get the next one made though. Oh yeah. Yeah, we have. You to do will. That. Yeah. 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 You do it's it. Gonna, it. It will happen. It will Amen. happen. I received that. Amen. You lay your hands on my head, man. The, uh, all right, huh? there we go. I received that. All right. Let me give you a tissue to wipe that off because no, I good. got some oil. You good. You good. You good. All right. You did it on the sleek, on the sneak tip. Yes. <laughs> I didn't really think you was going to do that. Oh, it's all good. Man. It's all good. We close enough, though. I could do that. Yeah, man. We close enough. I, love I wouldn't. Man. I wouldn't. Like family. I wouldn't do that to most other folks. <laughs> Plus, my hair is thin enough you can see. You can see if there's anything in it. <laughs> you got that good hair. Oh boy! See, see, uh, see. Here we go. That's another. That's another show. That is a whole nother that show. Is a, a, another show. Your mother's a mulatto. <laughs> wow. Hey, so let's let's jump into some of the topics that we went over last night that we want to talk about. Specifically about uh, specific yeah specifically, my astuteness level just went down a little bit. Yeah, it's dropping as we specifically as, um, as it pertains to you know just some of these Father's Day topics that we thought were relevant. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about this earlier, and you were sharing uh, with us, Derek, about the difference between raising boys and girls. Mm. Is there a difference? I think it, I don't have girls. I got boys. Both of you got Derek has a girl and a boy, so he could probably speak to this. You know, so we got all the way on the left, all the right. way on the right, and right. Then somewhere in the middle, somewhere right. in the middle. So that's I two think boys, that's a, that's two girls, boy and a girl, boy and a girl. Right. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna defer to him to kick it off since he has experience with both. Right. I would say definitely you raise them different. Well. I'll speak about me. I'm, I'm a softy for both of them. There's no question. Probably when my son was younger, I was harder on him than I was my daughter. And, and to an extent now, even I'm still, mm-hmm. you know, my daughter can basically get away with whatever. <laughs> and she, she knows that. Um, yeah, pretty my, much the case. My son, I, I'm definitely a little bit harder on him. Part of that um, is because of the conversation we had earlier just about what's going on right now right, with right. young black males. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and, and just black males in general. And being concerned that he makes good choices. Um, I think he has a, a, a pretty good friend group. Uh, some guys that he's known since junior high, and they're still very close. And I treat them all like my son. You know, tell them, Act like you've been there before, you know, and like your parents used to tell you, act like you got some home training, you know. Um, so I'm the conversation that I have with him, you know, is, is, is a little bit different, particularly as you talk about relationships and, and the responsibility of a male, at least from my perspective, in a relationship. Um, and just, you know, the importance of being honest and, and just being a good person. Um, Likewise with my daughter, for sure. Um, but again, because of, you know, I don't know how to say this uh, politically correct, because of just things that she goes through as a female. I'll say that. Um, 
emotionally, physically, et cetera. I know, brother. I, I kind of, yeah, you know. So <laughs> whenever she came at me with summer, I was like, uh, okay. Go talk to your yeah, mama. Okay. Or it was like, you don't feel that well. Well, then you don't have to go to school today. Right. You know, all that. And of course, my wife be like, what? Right. Oh, right. I remember. Are you? So. I remember the first time I was asked to go to the store. Right. For them. Right. And I'm standing there in the aisle and I'm just looking up. When did there become so many varieties? <laughs> right? Like overnight, right. next day, right. two day, week long. And then you and wings. Then, and then you're at the counter and they'd have to do the price check over no the wings. speaker. Yeah. All that. Price check on <laughs> um, overnight maxi right. with wings right. for the gentleman in aisle two. Right, right. <laughs> he needs some assistance. And I'm standing, I'm just staring up and like, uh, let me take a picture of this and send it. <laughs> Are these the ones? Just tell me the color of the box. Right, right. That's all, so I can get it in my car fast. But, but you know, you do, the, the concerns are the same, with, but slightly different. Um, you know, we've talked to them about the importance of not getting pregnant or not getting someone pregnant, particularly at this stage of your life. So you obviously that's a, a, a similar conversation. And, you know, is that well, a similar my, conversation? It is to the extent that, um, you know, you tell your son, keep it in your pants, and you tell your daughter, keep your legs closed. <laughs> I mean, let's just, just I mean, to be honest, that's what you tell them. Right. And all you can do is pray that they listen to your advice. I got a question, though, okay. on that. Is it the same trauma is if your daughter came home and said, I'm pregnant, Dad, as it would be if your son came home and said, Dad, I got somebody pregnant. In our house, yes. It is? It's the okay. same level of trauma. Okay. Okay. It would be the same okay. level. And, 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 and let's, let me say it this way. I wouldn't say trauma, but it would be the same. They would be met the same with spirited discussions. Gotcha. And, and – uh, a lot of spirited discussion. Right. I'll say it that way. It Ten would be times of fellowship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. Because you know, no children, no no child is illegitimate. No child. Every child is a blessing. Mm. You know, it may not happen the way you want it to, but right. and so we're encouraging them not to right. make it happen. Right. Right. Um. So you just I'm gotta sure tell your kids the truth, though. You know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you hold the boy's hand, you're gonna get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I told him the truth. You know, <laughs> if, if you kiss a boy, your hair is going to fall out. Yeah, before you're 21. You, you have sign right now. Yeah, yeah. Stop high side. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got to hit the button on myself. That is funny. wow. I, now, I, I was scared the heck out of me trying to trying to have that conversation with my with my daughters mm -hmm. when I when I became a single parent. It was hard, man. The thing that I do is probably a little bit more with my daughter, or at least I say it more with my daughter than my son is, you are the prize. Don't ever forget that you are the yeah. prize. Yeah. You don't have to chase after a man. You are the prize and conduct yourself accordingly. Right. And be discerning and know quickly when to move on. Right, right. And that's why I asked that question. And trauma, you're right. That's probably not the right. But I know, I know word. what you meant, though. I know you. Yeah. Because 
this is just me, and I know it's people going to look at me crazy. If my son came home and said he got a girl pregnant. You like, got a boy. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, it wouldn't be the same level of concern if a girl, if my daughter did that. Hmm. And I, that's just me. I don't have a daughter. But I'm just thinking I would be 10 times more concerned about her getting pregnant than I am about my son getting somebody else pregnant. That's because you remember how you were. Right. As a, as a young man out there in South Dallas, <laughs> sowing your wild oats. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we may have to edit that. Yeah. <laughs> we got to take that out. Stop. <laughs> but I know, I mean, it sounds messed up. But I, I just think, I wonder, though, is that how most men look at it? You know what I mean? I can't say because I don't have sons. Yeah. But... What I do is I do exactly what I just accused you of. Right. I think back around about uh, high school and, you know, first few years of college age. And, you know, I was just out there, man. I wasn't trying to settle down. Right. Even though I had a girlfriend all through high school and technically all through college. Um, I, was, I was still out there. Right. High side. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so... Well, you know, I say in our house it would definitely be the same. Yeah. One, because there are responsibilities that come with being a parent. Right. And you need to get, you know, how are you going to support this child? How are you going to care and nurture this child? How are you going to, you know, just as you spend time with the child, you're going to have to change your schedule to do that. And so, you know, you immediately take on a level of responsibility that you don't know that you're ready for. And, right. and, and you know, that's, you know, right. becoming a parent is obviously one of the, the blessings of life. And it's also one of the, if not the hardest thing you will ever do, it is certainly among the top three. Right. Got to be. And, then, and, and, and if you are, you know, the... Again, it's a lifelong responsibility, and yet you can grow into it. But if you're 18, 19, yeah. you just, you've just added some, a level of complexity to your life that you're not mature and ready to handle. Right. Because one of the things that we say is, is this someone that you can see spending your life with? Right. So think about that before you decide you're going to go lay down. Right, right. And if you're going to lay down, make sure you're using protection. But just think about that. Is this someone that you're going to want to be around the rest of your life? Because they will be there They're going to be the your rest life. of your life. <laughs> yeah. And, and let me clear. I'm not saying that I would condone it. Right. I'm just saying I don't. It's just I think I would react differently. I would still be concerned. I wouldn't yeah, be yeah, no, okay with it. Right. But like you said, a, a woman having a baby, her life has changed Tremendous. forever. Right. The, the boy, his life should be changed. Should be. But he can, you know, still right. kind well, of keep going a little bit. I, yeah. Yeah. I struggle, I'm struggling with that one. 
you know, because I just don't. Um, that's something that I think is wrong. Yeah, in how we how we kind of inadvertently, unconsciously, however however it's done, it, it's kind of done where we kind of teach our our young men that you know that's her that's her problem. Right, you can still go on and do your thing, and you know, especially if you don't want to marry her, don't be unhappy. You know, blah 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 blah. Yeah, I, I struggle with that one. Because, yeah, that's a tough one because um, I'm just I'm just always focused on my own responsibleness, my own accountability. Right. Um, and even so much more when it comes to family. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. This is my responsibility. Exactly. I did this. I can't. I can't shuck this responsibility. Right. Right. You know, I can't think that way. That, okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's her thing, and we can we can I can move on, and if I don't like her, I yeah. can leave. Well, I'm not saying that. No, you know, what I'm not saying? saying. I'm just saying my immediate response. I think will be different. Hmm. I just and it and I know it's not right, but I just know it probably would be. Because if I had a daughter and she came home and told me I'm pregnant, I would be crushed. Yeah. I I mean not that I. It depends on what point in her life. Right. She is. But if my son did, I would be disappointed. But at the same time, I wouldn't, you know, I would encourage him, take care of the baby, you know, and all of that. But it it would just, I think the emotional response would be different. Hmm. And I don't know because I don't have a daughter. I'm just, I'm just imagining. So I don't know. That's why it's interesting. And I know, you know, you're a godly man and I wish I could respond that way, but I don't think I would. I don't know. I just don't. Not that it would be okay. We high five. Nah, bro. Yeah, you be going out. You be breaking out of cigars and And that kind of leads to one of our other questions. One of our other questions. Are are men better at fathering relate or parenting relationships? than they are with spousal or romantic relationships. Coming up on the next episode of Avopod, 50 Cents. I've always had a relationship with my son. Right. From day one, I made a commitment. He... I'm going to be there for him. I'm going to provide for him. He's never going to not be able to count on Teenage pregnancy don't even seem like it's a thing anymore. You know, when I was coming up, they had a separate school for pregnant girls. It was so many. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if that's even a a thing. I don't know. Pregnant girls or separate schools? (laughs) Both. That's tough because the kids are going to sit back and they're going to observe that. Right? And the girls are going to look for men in their life that remind them of dad. And the guys are going to look like men and uh, look for women in their life that remind them of mom. Right? And if that relationship is, is dysfunctional, right. it's already kind of starting off at a deficit. You know, assuming this kind of caught me off guard, I'd be like, huh. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Um, right. 
but my feeling for you, my child, will never change. Um, we have got a special guest for for you all. You've heard him call into the show, and we needed to have him come on. Right, ladies and gentlemen, White Mike. Stop high siding. <laughs>